Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, everyone. Another fantastic episode of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. I hope everybody's doing very well, keeping busy. It's episode 207, and I have the fantastic Lubo Kuchuk in the house. How are you, Lubo? Uh, I'm very good, Taran. Thank you. How are you? And very well. Doing? Thanks for joining me. Oh, well, thanks for inviting. It's my pleasure to be with you. And uh, I've been listening to many of your podcasts, and they're really nice ones. Ah, oh, mate, I appreciate that. I really do. So today we're going to be chatting all about the fantastic topic of outsourcing. Save time, save costs, and get more done with outsourcing. Lubo is the co-founder and CEO of Remo Staff. With over 20 years of leadership experience in global e-commerce, logistics, customer service, and operations, he has switched from corporate life to realize his passion. Remo Staff has two goals. Number one, to help experts in developing countries get the jobs and fair pay they deserve. And number two, to cut 70% of payroll costs or triple their clients' outcomes via offshoring. So, Lubo, welcome to the show. Now, outsourcing is, is something that's really become more and more popular every day. And even before we started, we were talking about, you know, that space with small to medium-sized business. And they are outsourcing more and more and more. So I thought I'd love to get a bit more of a background into your story and how you ended up in this space and why you decided to create Remo stuff. Well, thanks, Darren. Again, I think uh, my journey to to, to Remo stuff and outsourcing was not like a straight line. But although uh, I do remember even uh, 20 years ago when I used to work for Mars, and Mars is a global uh, corporation and still a family business that is producing a lot of uh, snack food, uh, pet food as well. So not only Mars and sneakers, but a lot of uh, pedigree viscous uh, uh, and royal canine, like for those ones who have cat, pets. Um, and I remember like uh, back in Russia at the time, so we used to have uh, 300 people that was working in IT. And actually, this, this team was like a, a specifically dedicated to, to do to support Mars globally and to do a lot of like a SAP implementation, a lot of ERP implementation. It was quite uh, quite important, and it was like a like a, a separate like a legal entity under Mars, and uh, they were just doing this support. And like probably like I have realized just probably after like a few years, then you know, like it's so it's it's actually internal outsourcing. So it, this is where you can find talents probably at lower cost. And it's not that Mars doesn't like people in UK or in US. Uh, it's just they found that they can get probably more talent uh, and they have get more experts and probably more things done at the lower cost. And uh, uh, so this is like my experience. Uh, but then after that, I spent like a few years in Burger King uh, as well um, as a country manager and uh, expanding in in uh, Russia. So in, like, McDonald's was for for uh, uh, twenty years from the back from the Soviet Union times, and then we 
Burger King decided to launch their operations and network mm-hmm. of uh, restaurants in Russia. And this is where we are expanding quite uh, fast. Uh, then I moved to Rocket Internet and I've been in La Moda. And La Moda is uh, like for those one from Australia, so it's sister company of Iconic. Uh, doing the same type of business and we were scaling up like almost from zero um, to one million dollar sales per day in 18 months Uh, and this is where we found that we need to build all our operations so we need to build logistics we need to build uh, call centers we need to build uh, uh, need to build uh, last mile delivery and a lot of infrastructure and those call centers, it was quite interesting that uh, probably 10 years ago, not so many companies knew how to do it properly. And then we were using for a while someone else, like at the call center, but then very fast decided that if you want to serve our clients and our customer in the in the better way, so we need to do something ourselves. Uh, and we used to have in Ukraine, 300 people. And again, so why? company, let's say a German or global company based in Russia, they used to, they should have a, a call center in Ukraine because in Ukraine it was even local, like less costly than to have someone in, in, in Russia. Yeah. We used to have as well a, a big call center in Russia, a big call center in Kazakhstan. Um, and this is where uh, I gain a lot of experience uh, in establishing and, but as well in collaborating between logistics and customer service uh, because it's very important to keep your customers happy. Uh, yeah, so this was my experience. But in 2015, we moved to Australia and in Australia I was part of Iconic team and again involved in logistics and involved as well like in, in a lot of like operations with customer service. And uh, uh, in Iconic, in the beginning, they used to have a, uh, a call center in in India, and then we have relocated this call center to uh, to Philippines. And uh, and actually, I spent before even coming to Australia, I spent um, in other sister companies of Rocket. I spent some time in doing some projects for Lazada in uh, Jakarta, then uh, in some projects for Zalora doing in in uh, uh, Malaysia and in Singapore, uh, and. Uh, I get a lot of connection, a lot of network, and uh, uh, found more about those countries and about those people and how. Uh, so what I found that, that they have a lot of people that are working remotely or are working in uh, specially dedicated like uh, offices or call centers and supporting many businesses around the world. Um, yeah, so this was, uh, again, like just I was getting more and more in this type of operation. Then I've been working for some bigger companies like DHL, as well as the director of operations here in Australia, uh, doing a lot of improvements, implementations. Uh, and again, so many companies, in, even in logistics, they have call centers in, in Fiji, for example. And uh, you have Aramex as well, they used to have in the Middle East, they have moved as well to Philippines. Yeah, my journey was, developing and uh, I used to get more information again between operations, logistics, customer support and and I think the, the facing customer was one of the uh, it was one of the uh, uh, really important topic maybe I'll come later uh, but in one company what we found that some of our 
agents and we were using a BPO, um, uh, an outsourcing company, they actually were leaving us. Oh. And, and uh, thinking about operations, so for us to get another agent in, in customer care and customer support team, it means that we need to train this person again. Uh, we need to provide all the SOP. And uh, there is a curve, like when you have like a learning curve uh, uh, from zero, when you, or how many tickets or how many calls you can do per hour, per day. Um, and then you have like other agents for living. And then we found like, um, we are trying to find uh, and to do like a survey when those people were living. So why are you living? Uh, and um, uh, what we found that those, people were living because they were, they were actually not paying really well. Mm -hmm. And the agencies that we were using uh, probably was taking more than half from the, from the right. uh, amount of money that we were paying to, to, to the agency. Uh, and this was, I think, like a few uh, ring bells in my head that, well, uh, I know what I'm doing and um, uh, I, I really do care about those people. And when I, um, I had those discussions with those ladies and some of them used to have like a, like a like single moms or like they have like a family. So why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? It's like, it was like not enough or it was not fair pay. And the decision came, well, we need to create something uh, different. I want to create something different. And the biggest differentiation that is we really do care about people and uh, we give them jobs and we are, we are providing them a fair pay that they deserve. Um, so this was my journey, how we have started um, um, Remo stuff. Um, and how many years I, has it been uh, now since you started Remo stuff? Uh, look, uh, I think from the first agent that we have uh, provided, it was uh, beginning of 2021. So it, it, so you can see like, like two plus years now. And I was doing this, uh, combining my corporate life of, as a gym logistics or operations and or like a CEO in several companies. Uh, but from January this year, I'm fully involved in, in Remo stuff. And again, uh, yeah. Awesome. What a journey. So you really, you recognize the power and the value of outsourcing and, you know, using skills in other places. And so you decided that that's definitely something that you uh, want to pursue. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's right. So I know the uh, industry quite well, and especially because I used to be involved in a lot of uh, e-commerce, logistics related companies. Um, and uh, this operational background, I understand how to make something probably better and more efficient. And from state from the beginning, um, and from one of our logo, uh, so we know a logo of uh, Remo stuff. So we think so we are a transparent company uh, and we are a transparent partner because uh, we are not uh, hiding the uh, salaries, how much we are paying to those people in Philippines. Yeah. And we have like, a, we have like a, a transparent cost plus structure. And this is a salary, the salary equipment fee. This is our management fee. And we take care about all the uh, legal and government uh, regulations. We do care about everything. And, and then this is the cost uh, that we provide the service for, for a business in Australia. Uh, and if someone is asking that um, we need to have an additional, for example, a laptop, okay, we'll provide a laptop and this will be the cost of the laptop. Or uh, they want to have, so for example, some designers 
or you might need to have a second screen, for example, so or you have like a bigger screen than, than standard one. Um, so we're not hiding, we're showing, okay, well, a screen will be or to rent this monitor or second screen will be another, I don't know, $10 per month, for example, and this will be a transparent relation. Uh, but in this way, so we are able to optimize our cost to make them more lean uh, and to give more to those uh, people or those experts in in emerging countries. Awesome. Um, That's great. I mean, why do you think that in the last five so or years, outsourcing has really exploded? I mean, obviously, it's cost is one point, but do you think it's because there are better skills that can be accessed in other places? Oh, well, I mean, very good questions, uh, Darren. So, um, uh, look, if you think about the history of outsourcing, and I mentioned like, a, uh, so with Mars example or with uh, GFG or LaModa or like the internet example, so we are doing like a, a like in-house outsourcing. So we are moving because we are, we, because we used to have like our other legal entity in other countries, so this is where we are able to to have those teams and to create those uh, uh, those teams. Uh, but if you think about the history, so yeah, it's like Accenture. So it was one of the first biggest uh, companies that is using outsourcing. It's using more than thirty years now. Uh, uh, Amazon is using outsourcing. Uh, IBM is. I think IBM is the biggest global. Um, employer in India. Wow. They have, like, I think, more than 130,000 employees in India. Um, uh, and uh, But, but you, you know what was quite funny to find when I came to Australia, that INZ, for example, they used to have their first team of 400 people in Bangalore in India uh, in 1989. Um, so, you know, I was going to school at the time. I'm sure probably you as well. Like, <laughs> Me too. And they, and they already, you know, like they because like number one, okay, well, we were not able to find those type of experts in Australia, one, like and second, uh, it is more cost effective to, to do it there. Uh, in terms of evolving and your question, so why it was developing like 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 five years probably back, it's uh, uh, I think it's uh, developing of development of technology. Uh, so again, back 20, 30 years, like uh, Accenture or IBM or even NZ, they need to, to, to have like a big infrastructure and big telecommunication infrastructure to be able, even if you think about uh, call centers or even to have the developers like to, to, to bring, if they were taking care of some development of whatever in banking industry in Australia, uh, so you need to have the proper infrastructure. Uh, I think it's like five, six, seven years ago, like there's a lot of uh, uh, like, you know, Skype was one of the first, uh, like uh, IP, not like, like so. It was another era of IP telephony. But then you have like a video, video, uh, video um, option to communicate through the video tools. And then I mean, probably Skype was not used used as much. But then Zoom appears, and Zoom was, and then a lot of like uh, WebEx and different type of connection. And this was giving like a really like some fueling the industry and fueling that all oh, actually you can. You not you don't need to be mindset uh, or like a big company to start using this. Yeah. Uh, another probably trigger was like COVID, and uh, it's, so during COVID, uh, I think it was a, a, a of course it was like a big uh, health implication for many people. 
but for business owners, it was like a, like I think uh, a lot of companies think was well, so what are you going to do? Like how are we going to to work? Yeah. Uh, and um, well, we need to send um, like no one is able to come to office. Well, we need to take all the probably laptops, desktops, and send to to employees at home. Yeah. Oh, and then funny. Well, actually. Uh, we may not have all the connection in place uh, for some businesses they found on and IT teams need to work like probably like a, uh, around the clock just to be able to to do some kind of like a specific connection. Uh, and it was like a, for some companies it was like quite challenging and but some companies were already prepared and especially those ones that were allowing to work maybe from home one day per week or uh, so they were like, okay, well, like if you can work one day per week, then probably it's easy. You can do like already your job from your laptop. Um, but ultimately the COVID was uh, really the, like the, again, it's not only fueling, but it was like a, like quadrupling and accelerating the uh, outsource industry. And uh, many companies and business owners, they started to found benefits and, and, and thinking, well, um, like everyone is working from home, it actually is possible to work from home. And um, uh, one of our like uh, like first clients, uh, uh, I mean, they have like a, some um, accountants leaving the company because during the COVID many it was, um, I think it was like a wave of uh, not immigration in the country, but it was a migration, like a lot of people moving from, um, let's say from Victoria or even from New South Wales up north to Queensland because it was. Uh, let's say less infected, probably, or yep. it was uh, less restriction, uh, as in 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 those uh, states. Um, and well, you actually find, well, you don't have like a you don't have an, an accountant, and how you can replace it? And actually, it's not easy to do the interviews. It don't it's not easy to find a new replacement in in Sydney. And then I say, well, if someone can work for you from Parramatta, maybe someone can work for you from Manila. Yeah. Um, and um, this is where many uh, companies were trying. And and, and, uh, and I think they were finding that the level of expertise in, in other countries, it's, it's in par, uh, uh, or like in, in many cases, uh, you, you have, how to say, you have like a more choices where to get those experts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, I will probably again like say that uh, it's not only about Philippines, it's like, it's like many other countries, like I think the population of Australia is only what like right now, just just a few months ago, we went over 26 million and, mm-hmm. um, and it was, you know, like uh, in 2015, when I came, it was 24 million. So now we have 26, so we are still growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, other countries, they have like uh, hundreds of millions of millions of people and um, you have like probably more choices where to get those experts. Yeah, um, um, yeah. and this is where, uh, uh, in, in terms of the level, it's um, it's 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 definitely not worse. And and I'll put like, like let's see my example. Um, so I'm an immigrant to, into Australia, and, and uh, but I used to work in in Mars. I used to work in Burger King. Um, I used to work in other big companies in DHL. But there are the same experts that are working for Mars in Philippines or for Mars in, in Bangladesh or for PepsiCo or for Nestle or for, for 
PwC or KPMG. Uh, and in majority of the cases, like, like the level, the assessment and the application processing in Mars, in Nestle and PepsiCo is the same. It doesn't matter. You have the same standard test in Australia. You have the same standard test in, in Russia. You have the same standard test in Philippines. And, and if you will take away all the nationalities, so you think, well, just like a, a, the expertise of the person, then you can fi find the good expert in other country uh, at the same level of expertise. Uh, and um, but the uh, level, the living level in that country is just lower. And it's not that you are paying like peanuts to them. It's like we are still we are trying to give them a the right salary to get like a, a better life, but it just everything is is probably have low lower cost. I mean, uh, you can of course you can compare with uh, I don't know like uh, uh, how much a tomato cost or how much like a uh, uh, some potato cost, but if you think like how much an apartment costs, an apartment in, in Sydney, an apartment in whatever in other places in in Philippines, Bangladesh, and other countries, it's, it's definitely. Uh, at lower cost. This is where the salary level is different. Yeah, um, I love that. And, you know, that's something something that you said about the technology really hit home with me. I think that's really fascinating, is that with these new tools that have arisen in the last five years or so, it's made outsourcing and working with remote teams so much easier. They just become part of your team. They just bring them into the fold because you can speak to them and, and see them every day and talk to them and do screen sharing and do recording and all sorts of things. So the technology has made it much, much easier as well. I think that's fascinating. Oh, well, definitely, Darren. And uh, in terms of the technology, what we are trying to recommend, and we have actually some uh, guides that we're giving to 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 clients and to in in Australia, not in Australia, but in US and UK, and um, because sometimes the business owner they want to to have such kind of experts, but the middle level management they do not know how to manage those those teams, right. and this is what we are uh, doing a bit of coaching and guiding them uh, that you so this is what you, you need to treat that person. Uh, overseas the same as it is your team member yep. in, in your office or it's sitting in Paramat or sitting again in Ballarat working from home. Yep. Um, so need treat, the, treat this person the same. And if you have your daily uh, check-ins or you have like a um, scrum meetings or you have like a different type of uh, check-ins, so you need to do the same absolutely. Uh, if you have your a team lunch or even like so right now it's like a weekly uh, some kind of um, stand-ups or like a roundups meetings with your team well you need to like you need to, to to put it in the same in in zoom or in whatever in in teams and and you need to share the same successes you need to share challenges you need to share what is happening in, in your company uh, with with your remote team and they will know no, and they will they will again they will understand more what you want to to uh, to achieve, and they will support you uh, in in a better way. Um, but technology, it's again your your eyes. Like nowadays, uh, I mean, I've done yesterday a presentation regarding so like it's it was like a topic. Uh, uh, 
like from the first industrial revolution to AI, to artificial yeah. intelligence. And um, I've done like a lot of researches in this journey and, and, and probably in our companies, we are utilizing probably more than 20 different AI tools right now, technology tools. And then one of the, probably the most important that we recommend to everyone else is, uh, you don't need to write right now, like a long SOPs. Like it's like, because I remember in my, in my previous operational life, so we had like, a, like an SOP could be like, an, I don't know, five, six pages. And well, it's, it's too long when you read it, like it's, it's, it's very difficult to follow. And, and we try to put a lot of like a pictures, images to make it shorter, to make it like a two pages, like one page. Um, but now you, uh, you have a lot of like a video tools, a video recording. So you, like you, you record what you're doing in your, on your screen. And usually the, those uh, remote people, they will record it and they will be following this process. So you don't need to write everything. You don't need to spend your time. Uh, so you have already a lot of tools to support you um, to do this, like a, the proper collaboration. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. And that's a really good point as well that you brought up about really bringing your outsource team or your offshore team into the fold and treating them like your local team. And I think that's obviously going to be more effective when you can use someone full-time rather than if you're just hiring someone for an hour a week or an hour a day or something like that. Because obviously there are some people that outsource, I just need you for an hour or two a day, and then they work for other companies or other clients as well. But if you can afford to have somebody dedicated just to you, then you can really bring them into the mix and they can become one of your team. You, you, Darren, you're right. And uh, I think the journey of many entrepreneurs started with, oh, I will use someone from Upwork or I will use someone from Fever. And, and I'm sorry, I, I used to, and I'm still using from time to time some of those uh, people. But, but the hell, like, so have some staff working for the same client for five, six years. Yeah. And and we have like, uh, again, clients that say, well, I'm happy to pay a bonus of $100 to this person uh, because I just don't want this person to live and um, and uh, and I'm going to have another call today uh, with a CFO of another company because he will say, well, I, I want to increase the salary and it's you know like it's it, if you're thinking in terms of of Australian dollars, well, it was probably well, let's say I don't know thirty thousand dollars per year and you're increasing maybe to thirty two thousand dollars, so like just like a problem, not as much for a person because if you find. Because this is like an, an this is an example of CPA certified accountant. Yeah. So not just accounts payable, but it just you. Yeah. And and the client is owned by UK big holding doing business in Australia. And this is like a CPA certification is the same in UK, the same in Australia, and the same financial standards you have in Philippines. Yeah. And this person that has this experience and just just increases salary. Um, and they don't want to lose this person. Um, and uh, like a few hours when you're thinking, uh, well, I, I mean, sometimes you, for the cost of the few hours, you better hire for half a day. But sometimes for the cost of the half a day, you probably better have like a full timer. Yeah. Um, and many of our clients say, well, I want this person to be part of my family. Yeah. I want him to be dedicated to, to my business. And if you want to have a dedicated person, then uh, and you don't want someone to think, oh, I'm doing one project for Upwork for Darren, another one like for Lubo, and then I need to do like, I don't know, like a, a banner or uh, uh, 
uh, and another post for someone else. Exactly. So I think um, it's, um, I mean, this is psychology and, and people there, when you're moving from one task to another one, so you have like a, a gap of, let's say, unproductive gap. And, uh, and this is where uh, if you start to doing something, so you, you better doing for for one yeah. client, but but look, we do have like a we do have like a menu of our clients. Say, well, let me let me start with like just part time, half a day, and then easily they are really fast realizing, oh, I'm doing still some task that I can that I can outsource and I can give it to this person, or they're doing well, they're doing a bit of testing and finding. Well, if someone needs to manage my social media, and in the beginning they say, "Oh, I will do the post create like the creative work, and they just need to do the uh, scheduling and the posting." But then, well, maybe well, if they understand the business, so maybe they can do the creative work as well. So it's again to take some time Absolutely. back from from a business entrepreneur. Yeah, I love that. Um, and, and you also find that a lot of companies that do this well. And a lot of directors and managers that do this well, they actually go and visit their offshore staff regularly, once, twice a year, to you know really get to know them, get to know their families, um, and they take it to the next level. I think that's fantastic. Look, that's right. So we had uh, again, depending on the scale of the business, and uh, let's uh, again, like 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 right now, I will say. If you're calling uh, to your bank or you're calling to your NDN or you're calling to your whatever, like a phone provider, uh, in if you'll get someone to reply to you on the phone, <laughs> and most probably they will not be located in Australia. Yeah. Uh, and like again, I think that like C levels or executives of ANZ or somehow the bank, they will not go to Philippines or India to visit those, <laughs> those people. But you're, you're right. So yeah. small to medium sized business, I think, is probably where that happens. Yeah. You know what I'm what I'm saying? Like, like so, so we are doing like for example, when we have like a, um, a anniversary, a year anniversary, birthday. Yeah. So we are doing from our side like a we're sending like a thirty dollar voucher for take like a um, a cake or a an Uber voucher or an Amazon voucher, and because like when you what and we're encouraging our clients as well because say well. If you have someone's birthday in your office, well, you'll prepare a cake. You'll like someone will tip, I don't know, $10 an hour or like $5, you'll give like something as a present. So, well, do the same. So, do the same. And, and because if you'll take care about those guys and you'll treat them the same, like, I mean, they will love you and they will, they will, um, I think that they will reply with, with much more uh, going above and doing like some more additional steps and then be more care about you. And they'll probably also come to you with uh, ideas and strategies to make things better. Whereas if you're just treating someone as a, uh, that you pay per hour, they're just going to do their work and, you know, they switch off. But if they're part of your mix, they start caring about you and caring about your business. And they start thinking, oh, how can I help? What can we do? Maybe this is a good idea. They become really invested. Yeah, look, uh, you're right there. And then, uh, I, I may give like another example. So like it's like last year we had a request from a new client and um, can you find them? And this is a family business and they're doing maritime uh, brokerage, maritime business insurance in, from Newcastle. And, and they say, can you find a, 
bilingual Mandarin and English speaking uh, business insurance expert. Wow. Not a, not a life, not a mortgage, but like a business insurance that it's a bit difficult, different one. And so, well, well, I mean, it was quite a challenging request and say, so, well, we will take it. So we will, we will accept this challenge and we will <laughs> try to find them. Uh, and uh, yeah, we found an expert that was, and why he needed this expert? Because he's saying, um, we have in Australia, a big community of people coming from China and and a lot of them, they own boats and, and those boats need to be insured. And wow. as he say, me as an insurer, I'm not able to tackle or to reach this, this community, this clientele. And, and when we found this person last year, and, and actually this owner, he actually even flew to, so it was from Malaysia. So he flew to Malaysia, he spent like, like four weeks like uh, uh, together, just uh, teaching, coaching this person. And he came back, this, this is like an investment of this, of this uh, client in, into this offshore stuff. This year he's coming to me again, I need another one. Why he need another one? Because his business is growing. Because like it's yeah, like it's a, he found that it. Yep. And instead of like to find such kind of uh, um, and um, like let me put this way. So if you think there are big corporation and we have a UE in like insurance uh, in in Australia, uh, we have probably some other. Uh, uh, so, so we have like a, other like a local uh, big insurance company, but we have Alliance Insurance. And if Alliance is in Australia, Alliance is in Philippines, Alliance is in Russia, Ukraine, and in, in, in uh, Malaysia, for example. And this is what we can get some experts that, and again, the level of business insurance in Alliance is the same globally. That's correct. And if, and if you get those experts, like sometimes they have like a, a bit more qualification than uh, because if he used to be like a team leader in Malaysia, so he definitely uh, know how to um, how to probably better reach uh, the Mandarin-speaking clientele, explain them the needs of this insurance, benefits, and to find the differentiation. Oh, I um, love it. That's a, what a great story. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so, Lubo, tell us a bit more about Remo staff, um, how you work, and do you specialize in any particular area? Uh, Look, we we have started our specialization with e-commerce industry. Is um, we are supporting like uh, several big uh, marketplaces in Australia and uh, big online uh, retailers. Uh, and this is how we started because we have a, as well like a very deep understanding of who is the right expert for this type of clients. Uh, but ultimately, right now, days we have and again, this is our probably the main focus and the main expertise. But as I'm saying, so we are providing um, experts for insurance companies. Uh, we have as well, uh, we are very much specialized in accounting. Uh, we are providing a lot of graphic designers. So we are providing, uh, again, if I say like a back into accounting, so again, some companies have like a five, six, 20 people just working in accounting and doing, uh, because again, it's the same principle, financial principle, the same financial accounting principles. If we need to use in zero or a QuickBooks for a smaller medium or um, different Oracle or SAP, so we'll find those type of experts. Um, uh, but we have some um, some really like interesting requests. So like, a, can you find a fraud prevention specialist? Uh, 
<laughs> for a business that is doing a lot of transactions like this client's credit cards and and I think the expert that we were found um, in Southeast Asia, she has much more experience of type of frauds prevent and, and how to prevent the fraud that mm-hmm. you can find someone in Australia and as well it was like I think it was like it's like under 30,000 per year um, for such kind of experts when you'll probably find it will be more difficult uh, to find in Australia and definitely more expensive. Um, we have as well like a well, can you find a Salesforce uh, application integrator? And, and and this is like it's uh, so we are we are exploring. So we we have a, uh, we are we are bringing more and more IT experts right now. Uh, and for such kind of expert in Australia, you need to pay probably I don't know 150, 170. But then you think well, plus superannuation, plus laptop, desktop, office. It's easily coming to 200,000, and um, we are finding such kind of experts of maybe $6,000. So it's, uh, uh, and this is where, um, I, I mean, to, again, to uh, probably exploring your question. So it's, um, we have uh, a part of our, a lot of AI tools. So we have more than 400 different tests right now to be able to assess the right person. We have AI tools that are doing uh, like a video interview instead of us. Oh, wow. And uh, and this is where from the big uh, to big pool of experts we are doing, uh, we have like a funnel one. Well, you need to, you need to answer to two, or two sorry, you need, to, you need to get done two or diff, three or different tests. And we have like right now, like when I was looking into this, like a list of tests, we have like a, well, like a Fibonacci. So like, a, well, I remember like a Fibonacci equation was quite a different, difficult topic that was not resolved for like know, several hundred years. And now, well, I, I can do a test for someone on this, like a Fibonacci sequence uh, uh, or some kind of like a JavaScript or in it or in or a Python or a C plus or in accounting principles. Um, so those AI tools are helping us again, first of all, to, one, optimize our, our processes and, and make them lean and less expensive. But I think what is more important to find the right candidates, shortlist them, and to provide them to our clients. Uh, and our success placement rate is over 95 plus percent. So it's, um, so it means that um, when we'll provide three candidates to a client, he'll say, well, I want in, in, in many cases, I want all three of them. Um, or he, and we have sometimes like, um, again, some examples. So we are working with some clients that, well, I need to scale f- for click frenzy, Black Friday, Christmas, and then I need to scale down after New Year. And we have this way we have some kind of like a many customer service or e-commerce coordinators that we need to place in time in September, October, and probably. So he'll say, well, I will actually scale down in January. But in January, he'll say, well, actually, I want to keep half of them because, because they're still doing the good job and I don't have too much worry, but, but instead, of like a, instead of like, yeah, scaling down all of them, like he's still keeping like a half of them. Uh, so this is like, we have like a, a very high um, placement success rate and uh, this where our clients are happy with the service. Um, and uh, again, so probably, uh, we're coming probably back to, to the attitude. So um, 
we are giving jobs to those experts in emerging countries and and when I'm saying it's not only Philippines, so we have Philippines, Malaysia, Bangladesh, this API Salesforce integrator, he's from Sri Lanka. Uh, we have India, we have uh, graphic designers and developers from Ukraine. Uh, I mean, like giving them a possibility to work, to maintain their family. So this is probably what they're, um, they're taking and then they're replying like a probably triple uh, the outcome for for our clients, and and yeah, and again, like a seventy plus percent of our employees are women. Um, some of them they have kids. Some of them even have kids with disability. And again, so like um, I know that like and so right now we are even we are getting better experts because many companies are forcing them even in let's say in, in Philippines like you need to go to back to office and. Um, what I found in the past that many of them used to move from province to big cities um, and live in dormitories like 14, 16 mm -hmm. people and doing like a shift work and just to just to get something um, and probably only half paid that they deserve and then yeah. to send money back to their families and maybe once or twice per year for Christmas and maybe once again like a, to come back to their family. Yeah. Uh, so now I say, well, you work from home. We are giving you all that because we are able to provide you all technology. We will provide an additional screen. We will provide an additional chair if it is needed. So you work from home, and and because we are giving them this possibility to stay close to their family, to their kids. Again, their loyalty to our clients is like it's 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 incomparable with Absolutely. when you have someone, um, yep. let's say. Uh, that may work from office let's put this way. So, you, so you're finding a lot of people that are working for some big companies will actually leave their companies and work for you at home because of all these benefits. Yeah. Fantastic. Right? Every day. Every day I'm, I'm getting some because the, the first reason when we get an applicant, so why are you applying to us? Because like when we advertising, so say it's work from home, yeah. uh, and they think I don't want to go back to office, yeah. and I don't, or I don't want to commute. And uh, I'm not sure if you've been in Manila, they have like a lot of that, like a gypsy or like small mini buses, like with open windows, and put like a twenty people, and and sometimes you need to commute like a two hours to go to office, or then you need to go two hours back. So you're spending like forty hours per day, just maybe sometimes six hours, like some people just to go to get a job or so if you'll give have such kind of the possibility or you work from home so what will be your attitude like what like um, of course of course it's fascinating it's it's a new world it really is and and again technology has really facilitated this and driven this a lot that's fascinating absolutely fascinating um, well, Lubo, that's been really an interesting conversation. I've really got to get more insight into the theme of outsourcing and really get some more gold and uh, subtleties as to how the whole process works. But I'd love you to tell everybody how people can find you and work with you. Oh, well, Dan, I think it's pretty easy. So if someone is watching us, so you can see like uh, just Remostaff and uh, Remostaff.com. So this is our website. Uh, and uh, if you're listening, that is uh, again, Remostaff.com. Uh, if you want to write me an email, it's again, it's Lyubo, L-Y-U-B-O at Remostaff.com. Uh, or you can call me on uh, 0439 
Um, and um, yeah, we're happy to support. And um, I think uh, maybe even if you have not tried or, or you don't know where to start or you're afraid or you think that this will be not working for you, just give me a call, we'll have a chat, I'll give like some explanation and we'll find maybe how uh, we will be able to get a bit of routine out of you. And, uh, and because this is how we are working right now. So like, I feel like it's like a 20-80 Pareto principle. So it's like, if you think what is it, what you're doing, what is important, what is not important. And, and like, just, just recently I had like a, a lady came to me and said, well, I get a client, but I'm, I'm, I'm still busy with a lot of like documentation routine that, and, and with managing my HubSpot, managing my contacts, managing my calendar, managing everything, uh, uh, putting all the posts in, in LinkedIn, in Facebook, and in my doing like a blogs. Uh, and again, I don't have time to go and visit the client. And this is the client that is bringing money to me. Yeah. So, well, like just write a list down what is, what is, what is taking your time. Uh, and this is how usually we have in our discovery calls. So like write down what, what is taking your time and, or what you don't like to do yeah. or what you are doing, but you don't have expertise, That's but you're right. still doing this That's and right. probably you're not doing in the right quality not efficient and you're spending probably more, more time and, and and like this is my example like like again English is not my first language and like I'm not the uh, I'm not a writer like I'm, I'm and I'm not able to like to, to do the proper uh, blogs and posts even I have this information so I need to give to someone my ideas my even I can I can dictate or I can make a, like a short video say well this is what I want to to create and and please do it um, so this is where I'm not expert in everything, and but this is what we're trying to find: what is taking your time, and in this discovery call, you find what is taking your time, and you give away, and uh, and and we will find an expert that will help you. Um, and with, by the way, with with just sorry, like Darren, but like you know, like a combination of AI tools, uh, what we found that. Uh, a lot of our staff or experts that we are hiring, they are nowadays more knowledgeable in a lot of technological tools and a lot of AI tools than business owners here in Australia. Wow. So they know how to use like a like whatever, like to create a post with not only chat GPT, chat GPT is just just you know, right? I mean you still like doing a lot of manual, but there are tools that will help you to create a post or create a blog or create, create, I mean, a sequence LinkedIn or sequence in, in your um, CRM. Yeah. They know much more and they will help you do better, better things and get, get back your time, money and freedom. I love it. So this is and, what we are, this and, is what we are doing actually. That. And where does the name Remo staff? How did you come up with the name? Uh, Look, I think we're coming like a remote stuff and uh, ah, like course. a bit of remote like a shortening. Stuff. So it's, okay, yes, yeah, I like it. Very cool. Well, uh, Lubo, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I really enjoyed that conversation. I've learned much more about the nuances of outsourcing than ever before. And, um, uh, you know, I think it's a fascinating concept. And I think there's a lot of people out there that could definitely do um, with a lot of 
uh, help in that area. So everyone who might be thinking about outsourcing, give Lubo a call. I'm going to put all the details in the show notes. And uh, he's a lovely guy. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to find all those people that are harder to find. And it's definitely worth having a chat with him about your outsourcing needs. But I'd like to give uh, my guest the last word. So Lubo, would you like to leave us with anything? Um, like, uh, uh, thank again for inviting. It was my pleasure to have a discussion with you. Like, I think the last one is the era of technology is coming, AI is coming, and like in the very nearest future, uh, like when you think that now everyone have a virtual assistant, but in the very nearest future you'll have like everyone will have an AI assistant. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> a child, a student will have like at school an AI assistant. Oh my God. Uh, another will have an AI assistant, uh, a researcher will have an AI assistant and a collaborator, like a CEO or a leader will have an AI assistant. So like, you need to think how you can, you just don't be afraid, don't be afraid of AI and don't be afraid of outsourcing. And like I probably like use as a combination to get your free time, learn more about AI and, and give away the stuff that you're not doing well. You can just imagine what it's going to be like in the next 10 or 20 years. We'll have little robots running around with us every day. Who knows? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, Lubo, thanks again. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, everyone out there, have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed that. And we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Bye for now. Thanks again, Lubo. Thank you, Darren. Bye, everyone. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414-659-800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together, and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one -on -one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.